Well, greetings to each of you. Welcome to the Shakedown, a podcast about corrections for corrections by corrections. I am your host, Aaron Dawson. Good to be with you for yet another episode as we continue onward and upward in our post 50 episodes. I'm glad to be able to continue uh, doing this. <clears throat> glad to be able to continue to engage with each of you. And I hope that as always that you are finding these uh, podcasts at least informative, uh, maybe at times entertaining. <laughs> uh, but either way, I'm glad to be with you again. Uh, on this week's episode, I want to kind of pick up where we left off with last week talking about uh, that report that came out uh, in the middle of August, uh, the CDC report they put out numbering the uh, suicides that took place in 2022. Uh, 49,000 plus people uh, took their lives um, by suicide, 39,000 of those being men. Um, and then we broke it down uh, by age group, a little under 17,000 in the 25 to 44-year-olds, uh, a little under 16,000 in the 45 to 64-year-olds. And so I would venture a guess to say that is the, the, the majority of uh, people that make up the corrections profession uh, are in that category or in those age brackets. And so obviously this is something that we need to be aware of. And we've been talking about it. We started last week talking about the layers of safety. You know, as corrections officers, we're, we're familiar with layers of security or layers of safety. Well, there are layers of psychological security or layers of psychological safety uh, that that have been proven to protect you and I from being at risk um, to hopelessness and despair, the two causes for uh, suicidal ideation, you know, that feeling that there, there's nothing to live for. There's not, there's no hope anywhere around. And then the despair of it's never going to change. It's never going to get any better. We talked about last week, the first two layers. And, and we said the first one was to have something to live for. And then the second layer was to make sure that we are fulfilling uh, the roles uh, that we have as a human being, those natural roles, you know, are those of husband, father, son, brother, et cetera, those specific, you know, the, the family roles, uh, those social roles, you know, whether it be an employee, a friend, whatever the case may be, and then those biological roles. So uh, this week I want to pick up with uh, the third uh, the third layer of psychological safety or security, if you will. And, and that is to not allow ourselves to, uh, believe or to live our life as if I or you, as the case may be, are most important. That all that matters is me. All that matters is that I'm happy. All that matters is that I'm fulfilled. All that matters is that I have what I want. Um, and you think, man, that sounds like somebody's a narcissist. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, that is the textbook definition of narcissism that somebody that is self consumed, that is, that their world, a hundred percent and completely consist of them and them alone. And, you know, it's very natural. Uh, it's a natural thing to, uh, to want to, you know, to want what we want, you know, to, to want to enjoy what it is that we like or we enjoy. That's a natural part. You know, it, it is natural for us to, uh, be, uh, to be selfish. That, that's a fact. That is a natural part of, of our existence. But we have to be careful uh, because incessantly pursuing short-term happiness always leads to hopelessness and despair. And we'll say that again. Incessant pursuit of short-term happiness 
always leads to hopelessness and despair because it, it's so fickle. Uh, it, it's, it's so, um, <laughs> uh, it's so short-lived. It's so it's so arbitrary, if you will. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy now. Well, this happened, or or so and so said this, or I read this, or I saw this, or I stubbed my toe, or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, happy times over. And so it's this endless pursuit of the next thing. And the truth of the matter is, it always leads incessant pursuit of short-term happiness always leads to despair. Okay, so how do we protect ourselves from that? How do we keep ourselves from being narcissistic? Well, invest in and care about others. That's it. Invest in and care about others. You say, hold on a second. Didn't we talk about that? We talked about filling your roles. Yeah, we sure did. And also, didn't we talk about that when we talked about um, having something to live for? Yeah, we sure did. The same principle holds true here. If we allow ourselves to become consumed with our own happiness, and that is all we can think about, and that is all we focus on, that's all we live for, then we are going to find ourselves hopeless and despairing. So the third layer is to not allow ourselves to fall into that. Fourth layer, do not allow ourselves to develop a victim mentality. I'm going to tell you something. In our current culture, that is difficult to do because our current culture has come to the place where your social uh, your social credit, if you will, or your social standing often is based upon who is more uh, who is who is higher up the hierarchy, if you will. Of, of being oppressed or being a victim and, well, I'm this. So, you know, I'm more oppressed than you are. So I have more social credence or I have more social standing because I'm higher up that, that chain. If you will, I'm higher up that hierarchy of, of oppression than you do not, do not fall into that victim mentality. Don't view the world as against you. Now, maybe some of you thinking, now, hold on a second. Hold on, Aaron. <laughs> you don't know what happened. You don't know what's happened in my life. I have every reason to believe that the world is against me. Man, I've had situations happen. I've had people betray me. I've had people uh, intentionally, maliciously uh, try to harm me, or maybe they did harm me. Um, I have every reason to believe it. You know, I've been abused. I've been taken advantage of, whatever the case may be. I have every reason to believe that the world is against me. And you know what? You may be 100% right. Your experiences, your life may be demonstrating to you that you deserve to live with that victim mentality and to feel like the world is against you. But I'm going to tell you something. You may deserve to have that victim mentality. You may deserve, you may have earned, if you will, the right to feel like the world is out to get you. But I'm going to tell you something. Even though you deserve it or you've earned it, the end result of that is hopelessness and despair 100% of the time. So you may deserve it. You may have earned it. But do you really want it when you look at where that leads? I'm just saying it would seem to me to be quite foolish to say, even though I know the end result of this is hell on earth, I deserve it, I've earned it, and so I'm going to live it. So how are we going to protect ourselves from developing uh, a victim mentality? Well, when something happens uh, that hurts, when something happens that's difficult, when something happens that, that we don't like, I need to ask myself the question. You need to ask yourself the question, what might have I done? in that situation that contributed to this.
You know, it's interesting when you're counseling with uh, with people that were in a relationship, you know, let's say a marriage relationship, and, and somebody has betrayed their spouse. They've cheated on uh, their spouse, the spouse that was cheated on. Uh, one of the hardest questions or one of the hardest things for them to face is, is that question that I just suggested. Were there things that I did that contributed to this taking place? I'm not talking about being a jerk or running them off, though. If that's the case, then, yeah, there's the answer. But were we naive? Do we allow ourselves to be blinded to what was going on? Did we contribute um, by not paying attention to what was going on around us? Now, we may ask ourselves that question. We could say, look, there was nothing I could do to have prevented that. There was nothing I could have done uh, to have changed the outcome of this situation. Okay. That may very well be the case. That may very well be the case. But one of the things or some things that we need to do to make sure that we protect ourselves, we, we ask that question first of all. And if we identify some things, let's fix that. Let's adjust that. But basically, here's the deal. Be wise. Be wise. There are some people that when we watch or we look or we see what goes on in their life, maybe you see somebody at work or maybe it's somebody you're interested in having a relationship with, whatever the case may be, and you're watching them and you're observing them and you notice that it just seems like they go from relationship to relationship to, I mean, they're real close to this person this week and man, they're tight. They're buddies, you know, they're, they're whatever. And then like a month later, they're not even talking to each other. Okay. Now I'm not saying that that means they're a terrible person. I'm saying that that's, that's a flag <laughs> that I need to pay attention to. Or it seems like this person, you know, every time they, they interact with other people, they're needing something or they're wanting something, they're asking for something. Um, okay, that, that that's a red flag. Be wise. Be wise about uh, living our lives. Be wise about the way we interact with other people. Be wise with the way we pursue or engage in relationships. Be wise about the way we spend money. Be wise about... Uh, the situations we put ourselves in. Be wise about the way we work our job and who we trust. Be wise. Pay attention. Be aware. Be aware of what's going on around you. If something doesn't look right, something doesn't feel right, something doesn't smell right, pay attention to that. Be aware of what's going on. Don't go through life uh, with you know this mentality that, oh, everything's going to be great. And I'm just going to sail through life. No, that's a way to make sure that you end up being a victim. So be wise, be aware, and be open. Now, being open does mean that we're making ourselves vulnerable. I'm not going to argue that point. But back to the point we made in the third layer, what we talked about investing in and caring about others, what we talked about in the second layer, fulfilling our roles, uh, making sure that we, we set improvement goals in our relationships. And back to what we talked about in, in the first layer when we talked about having something to live for by making sure that it involves other people. That's going to take us being vulnerable. But that goes back to being wise and being aware. So uh, first layer, have something to live for. Second layer, fulfill our roles. Third layer, make sure that we uh, don't move into the, the place where we have the mindset that I am all that matters. Uh, absolutely not. The fourth layer, do not allow, we must not allow ourselves to develop a victim uh, mentality. And then the fifth layer, the fifth layer, manic fixation, manic fixation. Uh, there are times in our life where we see something or we are exposed to something or when we, we hear about it or whatever the case may be. And man, it is, it just puts us in awe. We are just stunned uh, with, with how awesome it is, how amazing it is and how much we have to have whatever it is. I mean, there's a reason companies pay for commercials 
everywhere. There's a reason they pay for billboards. There's a reason that you can't even play a game on your phone without, uh, you know, without ads coming up or you can't scroll through social media or search something, you know, online without having to see ads because companies understand that often the way to get our attention and to get us to uh, purchase their product or participate in their program is put it in front of us. Well, other than survival in the moment, (laughs) there is nothing that we need to consume ourselves with pursuing. Now, if we're if we're in a fight of our fight of our for our life and we're having to defend ourselves and our survival is at stake, absolutely, obviously, no kidding. Uh, focus on that. Focus on making it. Focus on surviving. Focus on living. Outside of that, <laughs> there is nothing that we need to consume ourselves with pursuing. That it is all that we can think about. It is all that we can uh, that we can. You know, focus on, you know, I enjoy writing and I'm a voracious note taker. I go through paper of a variety of formats. I mean, I've got, you know, a, a pack of a post-it notes that I keep on my desk and I go through those like crazy. You know, I keep pads of, of, of paper uh, on my desk that I use. Um, I've got notebooks. I'm a voracious note taker and I got to looking at those e-ink uh, tablets, you know, where you can, you know, write it on the tablet and, you know, you don't have to have a notebook. It's all saved there on the tablet. And then, you know, now as technology is advanced, you know, you write it, you hit a button and it converts it into text just like you typed it. Um, you know, and so I was looking at those and I thought, well, you know, that might be helpful. And I started researching to see, you know, which one was better, uh, for the money, you know, uh, this one was more expensive, but is, is, is the cost actually worth the, you know, worth it or whatever the case may be. And anyway, I started researching <coughs> what well, got to the point where all of a sudden I realized, I was fixated on these e-ink tablets. I was fixated on these things. Man, if I ever stopped doing what I was doing, that was what I was thinking about. I was driving down the road. That's what I was thinking about. I was sitting at the house. You know, if I wasn't doing something, man, that's where my brain went. That's what I was thinking about. And I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm fixated on a piece of technology. I mean, I've got a, I've got a wife. I've got children. I've got roles that I need to fulfill. I've got tasks that I need to get done. And I'm fixated on a piece of electronics. We can't allow ourselves to be fixated, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a vehicle, whether that be a piece of technology, whether it be a title, uh, whether it be whatever the case may be. And because if we get fixated on that, it blinds us to risks that are around us. Uh, you know, when people are in the beginning stages of a relationship, often, you know, you ask them, you know, about the other person. And, man, they just, oh, they're so wonderful. They're amazing. They're this. They're that. They're the other. And they're just outlining all their amazing traits. And then let's say they stay together. Let's say they get married. And, and you come to them five years later. And you ask them about the significant other. I guarantee you, you're going to hear a slightly different version of that story. Now, hopefully it's still positive. Um, but the point is reality has set in. <laughs> there were some things that they ignored before, uh, that, um, uh, that now have become a stark reality. Well, heaven forbid we get involved in, in pursuing something or someone and those things that we were blind to actually carried risk with them back to that victim mentality. Be wise about it. It blinds us to risks. Uh, the second thing about this manic fixation is it blinds us to other blessings that are around us. If I'm so focused on acquiring this and I don't have it yet, so therefore, man, I'm bummed. 
What about all the things that are going on in my life today that were going on all around me that were blessings that I could have enjoyed if I wasn't fixated on that? And, and manic fixation, it causes us to sacrifice the long term for the short term. I've got to have this and I've got to have it now. There have been countless millions of people who have tied themselves and unfortunately maybe even their family to debt over the long term because they had to have fill in the blank. So make sure we don't allow ourselves to get fixated on something because, guys, here's the deal. It will never satisfy us, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. It will never satisfy us because if we fixate on it, we have to have, and that becomes that that consumes us. When we get it, you know what's going to happen? We're going to move on to something else. It's going to be something else that we, quote, unquote, have to have. And so it will never satisfy us. Well, guys, uh, I, my original thought process wasn't this was going to uh, this talk or this discussion was good, was going to cover three weeks, but uh, we're out of time for today, and so uh, looks like we're gonna we're gonna pick up uh, next week, uh, continuing this conversation, continuing looking at this. But guys, I hope that uh, this has been thus far what I've, we've talked about thus far. Um, at least it's got you to thinking. Uh, maybe it's got you to you know looking at your own life and seeing if there's some things maybe you need to we need to adjust or strengthen up or whatever the case may be. Um, but guys, I hope that, uh, like I said, I hope I hope it's an encouragement to you and I hope it's a motivator to you. And until next time, uh, as always, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.